1: Notre Dame fans, welcome back to another edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. It is Thursday, August 18th. That means, Ryan, in two more days, we'll be two weeks away from the season opener against Ohio State. Got a lot to talk about today, some not good news, some good news, some things going on well. So we're going to kind of, instead of doing what we're going to talk about yesterday, which is uh, to discuss sort of the all-opponent team, it was meant to be a fun show. We're going to have some stuff that's going to be fun today, obviously some good news, but obviously some things that are not good news. So we're going to start off with some recruiting discussion, and then we'll go into to some team topics. And of course, if we still have some time, depending on how all the rest of this goes, uh, we are going to talk about the team and do a mailbag. So, Ryan, let's start off with obviously the the big news last night was that Notre Dame's number one commit, Keon Keeley, first commit to in the class, and also. Uh, the highest-ranked guy in the class is as decommitted from Notre Dame, and he's going to reopen his recruitment. Certainly, a big, big blow for Notre Dame.
2: Yeah, I mean it's massive. I mean, let let so let's I guess start here, Brian. Right? Like I always say, it's okay to be excited. It's also okay to be disappointed. I mean, the fandom, the fan side of me, when we heard that this was going to happen over the next, you know, because we had heard about this a, a few days in advance. It is one of those situations where it's unfortunate, you know, he's a great young man. He's a great athlete, a great football player. There's a lot that you love about a guy like a Keon Keely. And I think that he does love the University of Notre Dame. Right. But we've talked a lot about this. We're not going to go fully into the backstory, but there are things around him that have caused (laughs) him to reopen that recruitment. So it is what it is. It's a tough blow, but it's one that Notre Dame has to figure out, right? What's next step moving forward.
1: Right. Here's what we're not going to do on this show. We're not going to be like, it's fine. No big deal. They're going to go find somebody else and it's all good. And you're better off without him anyway. And, and all that kind of stuff. We're not going to do that today. Cause it is a blow. We, we, we got asked a question last night, you know, like, you know, with, with the presence of, you know, who's the replacement for Keon Keely and, and how do you feel about Josh Burnham and Go Byron? And like, look, there's, there's, there's two stories to this, right? One is there isn't a replacement for Keon Keely. There isn't. He's my number one ranked player in the country, so there isn't anybody in the class that you look at and say, "Okay, you can go get this kid." Right? There isn't a Keon Keely in the class. Keon was a program changer. I mean, everything we've said about him before today doesn't change because he's not committed to Notre Dame anymore. What what changed? What what? I mean, it, that's just a fact, right? And you know, the Notre Dame stance at this point in time is they're moving on, and and I there's a lot of debate that can be had about that. Uh, some people think they should still try to recruit them. I'm kind of torn. You know, for me, it's like I don't want to go down without a fight. I want to keep recruiting them. But if you talk to, you know, if you look at it from Notre Dame standpoint, you kind of understand where they're coming from. Like, look, we got them on them first, got a commitment from them over a year ago. We built our entire class around them. We've made him the leader of this class. We've done all the things that we can do. You know, Notre Dame, from from what I'm told, Notre Dame told him, look here's the here's our policy on the whole visit thing because this is what this all comes down to our policy is if you're committed to Notre Dame you can't take official visits if you decide to take official visits we as a staff looking at it from Notre Dame standpoint have to go out and make sure that we protect ourselves because if you're taking official visits clearly there's some interest in some other schools you're not just doing it for a joyride okay you may say you are but we're not going to assume that you are and we have to go out and recruit other players but We will still recruit you. We will still be on you. We will still do what we need to do with you. If you decommit, however, it's a sign to us that of where you are. So, you know, so Keon can say, you know, I love Notre Dame and all that kind of stuff is there. But what at the end of the day, what really matters are his actions. And his actions are that of someone who has decommitted from Notre Dame, knowing that would mean that Notre Dame is going to essentially stop recruiting him. And the reason they're doing it is because what else can Notre Dame do at this point in time? Right. What message can they say? What's like the magic conversation that they haven't had with him already that's going to get him to change his mind? What they have to do is they have to go out and got to move on. The other part of this is is if you're going out there and trying to land another top defensive end, yeah, and there's guys on the board that you know we're going to hear names like Caleb Herring and Shan, you know Shandavian Bradley and some of the other guys that are on your board, you're going to hear more players' name. There's a couple names that, that we were given today that we're I I don't think they're going to get out there at least Notre Dame doesn't want out there because they're committed to other schools uh, beyond the names that have already kind of gotten out there but the reality is is if you're still kind of begging Keon to come to Notre Dame you have no chance at getting those players at this point in time Mm -hmm. and and so that's kind of where Notre Dame is is like look if you really wanted to be with us you'd be with us you'd stay committed and he chose not to stay committed and the, the, the reason why is, is there's, there's influences around him. And I'm not saying this to criticize them or rip them or whatever. It's just a reality yep. that feel he should decommit and go through the process and make sure, you know, he's a five-star now and all this other kind of stuff. And when, when those influences are are around him and kind of steering his decision-making process, that rarely ends up well for Notre Dame. And, and some people have talked about, for example, Stefan Tuitt, Mm-hmm. And if you remember that scenario, Ryan, so obviously Stefan too had been committed to Notre Dame for a while. He ended up taking official visits in the fall. He took an official visit to Auburn. He took an official visit to Georgia Tech. And he ends up decommitting and, and flipping to Georgia Tech. And it lasted like a couple days. Mm-hmm. And then he got back to Notre Dame. Well, the big difference in these two commitments are Notre Dame was in the midst of a bad season when Stefan decommitted. Right. They sure. were they were like four and five, you know, around the time he started kind of having some some leanings. His head coach was pushing him to Georgia Tech, but his mom was pro Notre Dame the whole time and she did things to try to help Notre Dame along. That's not happening here. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're not getting an opportunity here, in my opinion, to um, or they're not getting the support that they would need to be able to flip him back. And I think at the end of the day, that's where Notre Dame is at. Like, do I feel, based on conversations I've had, if Keon decided tomorrow or the next week or in a month or six months that he wanted to come back to Notre Dame, would the Notre Dame coaches welcome him back? Yeah, I think they would. Yeah. Because everything that I've heard is they know, that and I think that's what hurts Notre Dame so much, is they know he's such a great fit for Notre Dame. I mean, he is a Notre Dame type of kid, but at the end of the day, if if he doesn't realize that, and if other things are more important to him than all the opportunities for Notre Dame, then you know there's nothing you can do about that. And and people keep throwing around NIL. And I want to address this one. Mm-hmm. So for there, there's two ways to look at NIL. Number one is is this being driven by is this decision being driven by NIL? And here's what's happening NIL is the new boogeyman. Every time you lose a kid, it's NIL, it's NIL, it's NIL. They didn't lose Jason Moore because of NIL. it just got beat, right? They lost Dante Moore because of NIL. Fact. They didn't lose Ronan Hannafin because of NIL. They just got beat. Is, is NIL, Are NIL deals being offered to Keon Keely? I'm sure they are, just like they are to other kids. But that's never been a conversation with me when I've talked to Keon. It's never come up with me. It's never come up when I've had conversations with Notre Dame. About if he's asking for NIL deals, and it's never been a conversation with, you know, his his mother. And, And what you have to understand is, it's not always about NIL deals. That doesn't mean money's not a part of it. But what programs like Alabama have mastered, and this is this is this is where I'm going off of the intel that I know, and now I'm offering my opinion. Okay, so here's my opinion. When you look at these situations. Schools that that know how to properly buy players know when the player can be bought, and then and when he can't. And with Keon, it's never been about I'm just going to go because of nil. Because if that was true, folks, I'm telling you right now, he would have com- decommitted six months ago, yeah. right but you know who are the influencers around him who then can maybe be influenced if you catch my drift. And sometimes I wonder if maybe there's a little bit of that going on with, with Keon in this instance. But at the end of the day, I don't think this was an NIL driven deal. Am I going to sit there and say NIL is irrelevant? No, it's not because I think the NIL can maybe help those schools now that he is decommitted, but this wasn't a decommitment that was purely about Keon wanting money. It, it, it It's not. So, uh, we told you it was like that with the, with Dante Moore, and and we told you some of the other players where NIL is going to be an, an influence. I I just there's no intel to to say that with Alabama. I think it's, you know, when I talk to it's it's people it's it's you know Saban's track record of first round draft picks, it's you know it's it's selling the pitch to to people. Oh, well, you know you can you can still get a good education here. It's just not as hard as it is at Notre Dame. You know all the Southern kids are around you. This is what five stars do. You know, like that's been a weird comment that I've gotten from some people on the other side is like, well, he's a five star now. So what? What does that have to do with anything? And so there's a lot of there's a lot of layers to this. And so if you're just going to chalk this up to NIL, you're mistaken and you're being a little short sighted. If you're going to say that NIL isn't a factor at all. Again, I think you're being a little misguided and, 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 and narrow focused. NIL is always a factor. Right. But it's not always the driving factor. NIL was a factor, Ryan, for kids that you and I know that are committed to Notre Dame, but it wasn't the driving factor. Right. They know, yeah, I could probably get more upfront money by going to this SEC school, but I also know I have opportunities in Notre Dame to get NIL money. And then the other benefits of being at Notre Dame are going to weigh. I mean, you, you know, we've had – I can't wait till after this class is signed and we can share some of the backstory on some of these NIL stuff of kids well, that are coming to Notre
2: Dame. Well, that, that's you what know. I was going to say. We know of at least two to three kids that are in the Notre Dame class that turned down – big money on il deals like multiple ones and like brian said we'll we'll talk about that when we can brian the one thing that i wanted to mention though that someone said in the chat and was kind of a question could notre dame have done anything different i think the answer is no right like i mean it's this isn't a notre dame misstep this isn't a notre dame botch this this isn't it's there's just there's other there are other factors into this recruitment that is out of Notre Dame's control. So I would just right. like to say point blank, right. no, I don't think Notre Dame could have done anything differently in this one.
1: Yeah, I, I think the only thing that I would say Notre Dame could have done different is maybe started looking around sooner. But honestly, up until three weeks ago, I mean, the message from Keon and the the, the people around him were consistent. It was it's nothing to worry about. You know, this is just this is the deal. It, it's really been the last three weeks that this has started to change. And we've seen Notre Dame throw offers out in that time, and it, you know it just it's one of those things where this is the way it's gone, and it sucks, and it's it's a big loss, and it's it makes it, what it does. It also makes other losses harder now. It makes the Jason Moore loss sting even more now because yes. you were okay with losing Jason Moore because you know you had Keon Keeley. Well, now you don't have Keon Keeley or Jason Moore. Now, is this still a pretty darn good defensive line class? Sure, and they're going to add to it. They're going to get a fourth guy in this class, but it's not going to be the same because, look, we could spend it all we want. You know, Keon's, he's this, he's that. Forget that, right? Keon's, in my opinion, the best player in the country. You lose the best player in the country, it's a blow, you know, and it's the second big blow because they also had, they also had Dante Moore as a silent commit. So you're talking about having a generational class because of those two kids, and now they're both gone, and I think that's a you know, that's a, that's to me a, a big blow for Notre Dame.
2: Yeah, no, that's, that's why it stinks. I mean, we, we've, we've talked about this Brian, right. It's, it's not just a, in a vacuum Keon Keely, in my opinion, is the best player in the recruiting class, just in general, across the nation. And the fact now that, I mean, we were thinking like, you know, you have a Keon Keely, you add, I mean, you have a great class outside of them too. I mean, I don't want to miss, you know, I don't want to miss, uh, misevaluate the the talents of Brennan Vernon and Bubacar Traore and Devin Houston it's a really good class outside of them but now you don't have the assurance up top as far as the elite level prospects but now that Jason Moore and Keon Kelly are, are off the board for Notre Dame so no. I'm sure we'll get in at some point. I don't know if you want to do it during this podcast, Brian, but like a couple guys to watch as far as the guys we know of, not necessarily the guys that we heard about, you know, this morning yeah. that we were talking we'll, about. But we'll do
1: that. We'll do that down the road. I mean, there'll be a yeah. time and a place for that as we continue to put together more names because I don't want to talk about some names now and then more added and we learn more. We'll get to that. We'll talk about that on the board over the weekend as we get more and more names because I also want to make sure that that we're not putting out names. Like I got some names today, but I need to make sure, okay, who can I discuss and who, what can I not? Cause I think Notre Dame is trying to get into a thing where they're trying. And I just put an Intel piece on the board, uh, the message board about uh, Peyton Bowen, Jeremiah Love and quarterback recruiting. Same thing with quarterback. There's some guys in Notre Dame is actively recruiting, but they don't want it out there because they're committed to other schools. Right. And, and so I think that's kind of where they're at. So I, I just want to make sure that we are not, putting out names that we're not supposed to put out some of them are already out there right like they offered Jaden Moore recently who committed to Oregon they've offered Caleb Herring uh you know there, there's been guys that, that that we've seen out there associated Blake, with Notre
2: Dame yes
1: Blake mm-hmm. Purchase we just want to make sure that we're we're doing our you know we're doing doing right by our sources and our intel so we, we will get into that at some point in time here moving forward Ryan but at the end of the day this is a blow right and there are things to 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 counter with, like look, Notre Dame still has the number three ranked class in the country. You know, like I've he- I've heard people say, like, w- what we need to be able to do is we need to be able to to like walk and chew gum at the same time, right? We don't need to be in situations where we spin it to where no no no, no big deal, they're totally fine, they have still got this guy, that guy, the other guy. You know, we can also s- say, look, this is a huge loss. We can say. But Viper has not been the thing holding Notre Dame back from making a championship program, and there's still a lot of talent on the roster. Ryan, you and I have talked this past week about things we've heard from sources about Josh Burnham and how good he's looked, and Aiden Gobyron, and how good he has looked. So there are certainly things to be encouraged by, but it doesn't mm-hmm. take away the sting of losing Keon Keely because as good as those players are, they can, you know, Nerd can still have a, a great Viper position. Keon Keely is still an elite elite player and anytime you don't get him it's a blow especially when you like it's one thing if you recruit a guy and then just miss him like ever since Jason Moore decommitted I think most people are just like okay you know you you took your swing and and you didn't get him and best of luck to him and move on but when you've had a kid committed for over a year it just adds to the sting it it, it really adds to the sting but I've heard this other thing from people and this is where you got to say okay now like what people some people hate is the people like everything is fine we're Notre Dame everything is fine well Notre Dame's a good place you know we don't need keon. Well, yeah, you do. If you want to win a championship, this is the kind of kid that helps with that. Can you still win one without him? Of course. But is it make it easier? Of course. I hate I hate that, right? It just it's like, okay, don't try to make everything out to be, you know, sunshine and rainbows. This isn't the Lego movie where like everything is awesome, right? Like this sucks. But what it, what we're also not going to do is is talk about how you know, well now it's just a normal Notre Dame class. No, it's not. Right now, if Notre Dame doesn't sign another player, this class still ranks high still has more points than any Notre Dame class outside of the two thousand and thirteen class that had Jalen Smith. And then you that doesn't even include taking away Eddie Vanderdose, right? Mm-hmm. You know for the two four seven rankings. it it It's also on rivals. It's right now without adding another player higher than every Notre Dame class they've had since rivals started in two except for the 0-8 class and the two thousand thirteen class. It's significantly higher than all the others, and and you know that's the reality of it. So even today, without Keon Keeley, without a quarterback, this class still ranks higher than Notre Dame's class last year, which finished
2: sixth. With right? with, an, with an unknown as your your staff right now, because right. you haven't seen them coach a game, and you're fighting against the NIL battle too. Yep. So there's it's a lot of context. I know I know. Right. Like I mean, to your point, Brian, I think that people get very hyperbolic one way or the other. I mean, because like last night, I mean, I'm fully transparent here. Sure, I was like, "Wow, that sucks, man." When we heard about it a few days ago, Ryan was distraught.
1: Ryan, you knew it was coming, and you were still completely bummed out last
2: night. I I was, I was really bummed about it because, like, for a couple days, I was like, "Oh, it hasn't happened yet. Maybe there's, you know, some."
1: Well, that is that was true actually. Yeah, that's the one thing we'll give backstory. So this was supposed to happen Monday. And and Keon was struggling to actually make the final decision, which does lend cre- credibility to like there, there is a connection there with Keon and Notre Dame. There is whether we like it or not. It's just if you're Notre Dame. OK, I, I get that. But, you know, I mean, if, if, if you're if you're dating a girl and you've been dating for a long time and she just decides she wants to go see other people, I mean, you can either say, OK, fine, I'm gonna go do what I got to do. or are you are going to keep begging her to be with you as she's out there, you know, going out on dates with other dudes? I don't know about you, but I, I, peace. Now, if you come back to me down the road, okay, we, we may have a conversation. But, you know, that's kind of where no Dame is at. But I do think this was a hard decision for Keon. I do. Agree, and, agree. and and whether you like it or not, the influences on social media had an impact on this. Because as soon as we start taking visits, there were some pretty awful things said to him on social media. Now, you could say maybe he shouldn't have been bothered by it or whatever, but he's 17 years old. You know, like I'm not preaching to the 17 year old to sack up and put your big boy pants on. I'm when adults are going at him like that. You know, that's just part of the reality of today's world. And, you know, and I would hope that he would not react to that stuff negatively. But I I also don't know how I would have reacted at 17 years old because I didn't I didn't grow up in an era where I had to deal with that at 17 years old. First of all, because there was no social media. Number two, I was in a five star recruit, so I don't know what it was like. So there's just a lot of there's just a lot of a lot to this, a lot of layers to this that make this a, a weird thing. But again, this is still an excellent recruiting class, Ryan. Yeah. And you know, we do feel good about where things stand with other players and, and they're gonna add to this class. And so if they simply just add the two players that we know they lead for right now, which is Jeremiah Love and, and Tayshawn Lyons, mm-hmm. this is the best class they've ever had under rivals, and it's not close. It'll also be significantly higher than any class they've ever had under 247. Now that matters because 247 goes back to 2011. Rivals goes back to 2002. Yeah. Rivals was the thing before Mark when Marcus Freeman was still in high school. <laughs> and this is this is already their second highest ranked class or third highest. Well, second highest ranked class because you got to take out Eddie Vanderdose of Rivals. If you take Eddie Vanderdose away from Rivals, it's their second best class behind the 08 class. If they add, simply just add Jeremiah Love. They move up to the best class Notre Dame has ever had. So mm-hmm. you can we can walk and chew gum at the same time, people. We can say this yeah. sucks. This is a blow. Uh, there's no way to spin losing Keon Keely. None. But then that doesn't change the other reality of this is still a really good class, and they're not done. They're going to get a quarterback. They're going to get a, at least one wide receiver. Well, not at least one wide receiver. They're going to get another wide receiver. Who is that going to be? We have a pretty good idea, but we got to – you know, Tayshawn yes. Lyons has got to get on campus and see how things go. We feel really good about where they are with Jeremiah Love. We feel they're going to get another defensive end. Who will it be? Will it be a three-star projectable kind of kid, like an Adi Ogandiji type of kid that they've had success with? Uh, another Isaiah Foskey type who's not a top 200 player, but a guy that's got a lot high ceiling, will it be that kind of guy? Or will they be able to flip a higher ceiling guy or a, you know, or a higher floor guy? That we're going to find out. But it doesn't take away from how much this sucks, and how much this sucks doesn't take away from how good this class still is. And I think okay. that's where we've got to find that sweet spot as as an organization, as a company. It's how we got to find that sweet spot as a as a community of Irish fans. Uh, it's it's all of it's kind of intertwined together, and that's the sweet spot we're going to find. We're not going to be here and just talk about how, you know, this is no big deal. We're also not going to be here and talk about how, you know, this is a situation where um you know it's the most devastating thing and you know it's like it, this is not that scene from waterboy which is like one of my favorite scenes in waterboy like we suck again you remember that you know <laughs> that scene where the waterboy's oh, yeah. not gonna play this ain't that and if you think that's it uh, you know that's that's a you problem i would say you can be bummed and pissed and upset about keon leaving but at the same time realize like you know this is still a pretty good situation and Ryan, you made a great point to me when we were talking, t- talking today, mm-hmm. you know, right now, this is all what they're doing now is with Marcus Freeman as the head coach with an 0 one record. Right. You know, we don't know what it's going to look like a year from now. What if it's eight four? you know, what's, what's it, you know, will the, will the rose be off, you know, will the bloom be off the rose? What if they go 11 and one again, now all of a sudden, like, okay, that this guy can coach. And I think those are the things that that there's just a lot of a lot of unknowns. But now that's the that's the next step for this coaching staff. You want to make it easier to keep a Keon Keely next year to land and maybe keep an Elijah Rushing type of guy, then what you do is you go out there and you win. And that's 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 the reality. That's where Notre Dame is. That's where they have to be, right? That's the next step. Go out and start winning some football games. Yep. You know, and you're going to lose guys to NIL and you're going to get guys who don't care about NIL. You're going to have both of those things. And that's that's where they're at.
2: Well, and I think, Brian, too, if I, I think I think it too, if a player is that do, um, <clears throat> induced, excuse me, by NIL right now, that's, all, that's also a situation where like if even if they end up choosing Notre Dame and NIL is a huge factor, what's to stop them from transferring down the road too. So like, I mean, there, there's a lot of layers to it in my opinion, mm. but I, all I'll say here is this can quickly change very quickly. Cause I know like people are, have recency bias, right? It's like, you just, right. you didn't get Ronan Hannafin and Keon Keeley just flipped very, very close together. Big losses. A hundred percent. Like it's, And I'm not going to sugarcoat that. Like, it is, it stinks. I mean, what are we going to say about it? That's the analysis, right? Here's the the great analysis for me. That stinks as a fan, from a fan perspective, right? But it can change. That doesn't mean that this has to be just that. If Marcus Freeman and the staff come out and they win football games – and they're able to get more momentum in that regard, right. then things can change in a heartbeat. And right. even if they don't change from where we are right now, again, if you get a Jeremiah Love and you get a couple other players, it's still a really good class. Right. It's not the end of the world, right. but it's also a big blow. I think that we can agree that it has to be both sides. Right. It's not just one right. side. you know. Like I feel like, again, we go hyperbolic to one side or the other. Sure. Let's stay in between. That's the context of it. The context right. is that this stinks. This is a huge blow. But it's also context that it's a really good class right. outside of Keon, right? Right. The loss of Keon. Well, but, for, yeah. for
1: context there, Ryan, right now they're ranked third. And if Notre Dame does not add another player, this is where their current points would rank on 247's composite rankings. This is at the end of the year, this is where it would rank. So starting 22, moving back. So 22 to 2015. Six, seven, seven, five, seven, eight. 5-5. Five, five. Most of those years would be highest ranked recruiting class they've had other than 13. Mm-hmm. If they simply land the two kids that we think that they lead for right now, which mm-hmm. is uh, Jeremiah Love and Tayshaun Lyons. Just those two kids. So we're not talking about a replacement for Keon. We're not talking about a quarterback. We're not talking about you know Samuel and Pemba. None of those kind of guys, right? Because we don't see Notre Dame getting a Samuel and Pemba right now. Just the two kids they lead for, this is where this class would rank. 5th, 6th, six, six, Third, fifth, seventh, fourth, and third. So since 2013, this class would would rank third in two different years, and then the top five in three other years. So this is not a typical Notre Dame class. And we just had a question from someone who said, Well, you know, can is actually I, w- I just want to bring it up because I want to do justice to the question. Because I think I think he's asking it in in a in a in a good from a good place. There's no like emotion behind it. this. Is a good question from Rob off I think this is a fair question. Says Brian and Ryan, is it safe to say that we will not have a gap closing class until we first see results in the field? Saban had to win the title in 2009 for the recruiting dominoes to fall. Number one, I, this is still a gap closing class. There's no question about it. Again, we just pointed to it because what does gap closing mean? It doesn't mean that you're immediately on the same level with those teams. It means you're that's gap erased, right? right. You sign the number one class, gap erased. It's are you closing the gap? And when I when I can point out that if they don't land another kid. And they will, they're gonna land at least four more kids in this class, in my opinion, based on what we know and where things are. They're gonna at least at least well, let me rephrase, they're gonna get at least three. And we'll be safe. Because if mm-hmm. if for some reason they don't get Jeremiah Love and, and we think that they as of right now, we like where they stand, yep. there's not like another guy they're gonna go out and try to replace him with. Like he's just we want him. He's-
2: He's the running back. Yeah, right, 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 right. He's
1: the guy they want, not that he's filling a need for a specific position. He just They just want him because he's that good. And yep. he's such a great and fit. He's a 4.0 student and all that kind of stuff. So if they don't get him, I'll just say minimum three. They're going to get at least three guys. Then that puts them in a situation where you're talking about a top five class. That's closing the gap because closing the gap is are you, from where you are now to where they are, are you closing that gap? And this class absolutely closed that gap. Now, would you close it even more? With Dante Moore and Keon Keeley, I would argue that's borderline gap erasing. Yes. But yes, you're closing the gap more with those kids. There's no debating that. There's no spinning that.
2: We, but we can also, this still
1: closes the gap. Again, we can walk yeah. and chew gum at the same time, Ryan. that's what we need yes. to be able to have a conversation about at this point in time.
2: Well, I was going to say, too, that you could, you could even go a little more specific into the positions, right? Like, I mean... With Keon Keely in the class, I think the defensive end class, just let's keep it the defensive ends, not even defensive line in general, the edge class that it would have been with Keon Keeley, that's a gap array class, in my right. opinion. If you're talking about Keon Keeley with Brendan Vernon and Bubakar Traore, like, yes. Especially, that Ryan, with
1: where they already are on the D-line. 100%.
2: Correct. Yeah. When, when you add to where they have already kind of built up through there. Yeah, 100%. But now the point of the matter, to your point, Brian, is I would say that even with Keon not in the class – Brennan, if, if it just ends and we think that there's going to be another defense lineman in the class mm-hmm. that's potentially an edge player, so it might not. But either way, let's not underrate that Brennan Vernon and Bubakar Traoré are both very good players, right? Like, they close the gap. They are gap-closing type of football mm-hmm. players. The gap might not be erased, but you are still closing the gap with that. Right. You do need to continue to add talent to the defense blind group. There's no doubt
1: about yes. it. Yes they need another defensive lineman there, there's no doubt but again you still have two guys on your defensive line that are ranked in the top 100 by at least two recruiting services and then you've got devin houston who's a top 200 kid by yes. most recruiting services mm-hmm. so again it's like we need to be able to say the sucks and the sky is and also say the sky is not falling we need to find that sweet spot because both things are true in my opinion yeah no. so uh you know that—that's where you're at. So it's just it's, about—it's
2: just an—it's an, no, anno- its an annoying right. rainy day right now, right? right? And the that's sun right. will come up again. That's right? Let's, let's it with The metaphors I love. That sounds metaphors. like a conversation <laughs> you and I had
1: last night, Ryan. I don't uh, know what you're talking about. Yeah.